right, guys, what's going on? Today we are here with Melissa from BirthFit, and we have a really interesting conversation about what BirthFit is, what it means, and what their missions are as a company, as well as just a little bit of a thought process of what women are going through before pregnancy, leading up to pregnancy, and then after they have the baby. I absolutely love her philosophy about the mindset approach and how we should look at pregnancy as one of the most challenging, if not the most challenging physical event of our life and any other physical event that we would take part in, we would train for it. And so I think you guys will really take a lot out of this pregnant woman uh, or not or father or even a 22 year old male. I think you can get a lot out of their mindset and approach. And if you guys do, you can come and check out the seminar that they are going to be running the last weekend of April at Friendship. And the tickets are on sale through our Facebook page and the event page. And you guys can kind of check that out. It is geared more towards practitioners. You'll hear in the interview how we talk about we really want to create this unique thing where doctor and you know physical therapist and chiropractor and health trainer and nutrition coach can all work together right now. Obviously, as it comes to pregnancy, it's maybe going to be more like an OBGYN and the trainer working together because we as coaches get a lot more time, a lot more care, a lot more conversation, a lot more effort to be given every single day. And so if we can work together as a team with the doctors, then we can really set women up for a really high quality pregnancy with very, very low discomfort, uh, fast recovery afterwards, clearer communication and all of those things. And that's really what we're aspiring to with this. So I think you guys will enjoy uh, the podcast, but I also think that if you guys maybe have an interest in this, uh, you could check out the, the seminar coming up. And uh, here we go. Enjoy, Melissa. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, kind of your background with BirthFit. Yeah, so um, I've, I've been with BirthFit since like the, the early days back before it, it is what you see it to be nowadays. Um, so back in 2011, Lindsay Matthews had just had a blog and um, there was another woman in North Carolina, Lindsay Muma. She's actually our COO now. She... Um, basically reached out to Lindsay Matthews saying, Hey, um, we need to like do like, let's do something more with this or like, what do you plan to do with this? Cause it needs to be bigger than, you know, just a, a local Los Angeles thing. And, uh, so over the Lindsay Matthews and I had become acquainted like via social media, I accidentally used her birth at hashtag, not thinking I was like being clever with it. And really it was, it was already a thing. Um, so you started with a cease and desist on your relationship. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, well, actually I had just had our second, um, our second child and okay. I was just like really just, just impressed with the, like, the human body and the female body in particular. And I had just been a lot more educated and smarter around this pregnancy and birth compared to my first. And, um, was just kind of sharing on social media about that. And she had reached out and was like, Hey, we do birth stories on the blog. Would you mind writing your birth story? Um, so whenever it came time to like sort of expand, um, birth it, like just take it outside of Los Angeles. I was on that email of like, Hey, would you want to like make this a thing in your local area? And I was definitely all about that. So, I mean, this was back in the day before 
we really, I mean, like the nuts and bolts that is taught in classes and in seminars and like the research that's based off of now, like we didn't even have that back then, but it was still a really powerful experience for a lot of people in the community. So, um, I've, I've, I've watched it mature and evolve over, you know, the last gosh, like five years now, um, into kind of like the, what it is modern day today. And it's just super, super cool. It's always funny to look back at that stuff and like the, really the best word for it is, but it sounds, sometimes it sounds bad because you almost in a way are like disparaging your past, but like, you're just like, but now today I see how professional it is. And then you (laughs) think back and you're like, well, we were trying our best. We were doing everything we could. It just wasn't near as good as it is today. Today it's like this full robust thing. And back then we were just kind of shooting from the hip and figuring it out. And, uh, it's awesome that you've grown with it though. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, actually a lot of us, a lot of our sentiments from the early days was like, I just want to apologize to every single like group of women that I worked with, you know, back yeah. because like every time you do it, you, you learn so much more and just, there's just more questions that are asked. And so like, you're kind of forced to, to grow and evolve yourself. Like, okay, I need to know the answer to this question. I want to, I'm, I'm curious, like, cause I, I don't have that information. And sometimes it's just the act of doing and being in action around something that you love that drives like the expertise around. Like a lot of people think you have to be an expert in something prior to starting. And it's like, really, it's the starting that's the magic. And, and yeah, that, that's, I think that's a great like, point. That's been like such our experience with it. Yeah, because I, I think at first it's like, you know, you have a passion for it, but your passion isn't necessarily going to be defined to what it's going to be. And then as you start to meet more people and you get to ask the questions, you get to find what people maybe actually want and what they need. And then they can help you. Like you can, you can get introduced, your experiences introduce you to different practitioners or different stories. And that can kind of, you know, fan the flames of a different passion or a new passion or expanding on the passion you already have. Totally. So that's really cool. Um, so what's your, what's your background then? Are you a fitness background? I know you guys do stuff with both fitness coaches, practitioners, you guys are kind of, it seems like just in on the online, what we kind of found when we found you guys, um, is, I mean, it's right up what our alley is, which we sort of try to hybrid between medical and, uh, and fitness and what we just kind of call wellness. Right. But, um, but I think that you guys really fit that bill. So kind of what are your, some of your guys' backgrounds and how did it evolve uh, from the beginning? Did it start as fitness or did it start more practitioner based? Um, that's super interesting because we, Lindsay Matthews is a good blend of both. So okay. she, she started off as a chiropractor and one of her first like quote unquote birth fit clients was an actress who um, got pregnant and like needed to be back in season for her next like film or series or next time they were shooting. Yeah. Um, and so like that's kind of how it started. So probably more from like the chiropractic professional realm. And then um, she also um, is a coach with Deuce Gym. Um, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're probably familiar with yep. um, Logan out in Venice, and and so she's she's really seen both sides of that fence. Um, my personal background is more fitness based. Um, we also have a lot of other professionals like chiropractors and PTs and doulas and midwives. And, um, we have one OB guy who's in Houston, who's fantastic. Um, but we're, I mean, that's, that's like part of the disconnect in like our modern 
like women's health care, especially related to pregnancy and postpartum, is that the coach isn't necessarily at the table as part of the professional team for that yep. woman. Yep. And so that's like part of what we're trying to do big picture is like, let's bring all of these people together because there's so much expertise and crosstalk and integration of care, including what's happening in the gym. Because to be honest with you, the coach has such a powerful role because they're seeing this woman um, more often than she's seeing her healthcare providers. And yep. so the opportunity yep. to impact positively her experience for not just her pregnancy, her birth and her postpartum and like, into like her, you know, even into menopause, like there's a lot of data to suggest that how a woman is treated during this motherhood transition impacts her health, like into menopause. And, um, like that opportunity is massive. And I think we don't, we're trying to help harness that. And it's like, Hey, professionals, you know, women's health workers, it's, we're not asking you to be all things like fitness related, like in the time that you have with your patient, but like, let's work together so that we can, you know, have the best outcomes for, for this community. So, um, it's just, it's cool. I I just, I love what we're doing because a lot of people think that, um, we're just fitness or it's, it's strictly a fitness based, um, like type of organization. And really we see it as like a bigger movement than that. Um, like it is fitness and so much more. Yeah. I So I love it. I mean, it's really cool to see how our paths and our trajectories are kind of coming together at this time in both of our journeys. It's like, yeah. it's it, because it, so, I mean, we, me and Grant who co-owns the gym with me, we really started down this path that was uh, a little bit more uh, clinical or medical in practice. And we really wanted to dive into um, being able to offer nutrition at a high end from like a dietitian that would be able to really handle chronic diseases. And then we brought in a physical therapist who is our, one of our top athletes was also a physical therapist by trade. And then we worked hand in hand. We had a couple chiropractors in the facility also who had been helping us with like our coach development, our continuing education and had been working with like working on athletes in the gym also. And that sort of created and rounded out sort of our, you know, quote unquote medical team and right around the time that we really started to implement some of that stuff in our doors, we had a lot of pregnancies and it was something where, uh, you know, it's sort of the evolution of the community, I think, because we opened the gym, we were 25 year old guys. And I think a lot of our first few clients were 25 to 35 year old girls and guys who, and it was a, it was a really strong community. And, you know, now we have a lot of weddings and that stuff really happened about four or five (laughs) years ago. Yeah. And then from the weddings four or five years ago, now we're starting to get a lot of kids and just generally it's like, that's sort of how it (laughs) evolved. And so it's kind of cool to see uh, that we were getting really involved with the, uh, the involving practitioners with our CrossFit and our fitness and our personal training practice. And then this, this motherhood, um, you know, kind of resurgence or or onslaught sort of came at us where it was like all of a sudden we're having, you know, 10 babies a year or more. And, and really Liz, uh, who was a mom, who was a, a client of ours way back in like 2012, 2011, 2012 had her first baby and then stopped doing CrossFit for a while and stopped doing CrossFit with us. And when she decided to kind of start coming back in, she had gone to a different community and then circled back around. And now she's one of our, our coaches. And, um, and 
so she wrote her birth story and not even knowing, like when you said that I, we'd never had a name for it. <laughs> so I love that name. I think it's really cool. Um, yeah. and, uh, and so, but she had written her birth story as a blog for us and it is our most read blog on our website ever. And wow. I think it's just a really cool story. And so what we found from that blog was that, exactly what you're talking about, that the coach can play at, at our, at our point, the coach was playing a role more in sort of helping them scale. But I think both Liz and I saw the potential and the possibility for, for us to be able to offer just more help, more guidance, more support. You know, what does it look like, um, you know, coming back into the gym after you have your baby and what, uh, you know, what's the timeline? Nobody ever sits there. And so like what we've tried to design is basically a, from the moment where you ask us to speak privately behind closed doors (laughs) and tell us that you're pregnant, right. Which is always the way it happens. And it's don't tell anybody. We haven't told anybody yet, but I wanted you guys to know. And from that moment, all the way through, you know, probably uh, having a one-year-old, you know, is that is sort of that full transition of that child for you, which spans two years. Mm -hmm. And nobody ever sits down and timelines that for you from a like your health, wellness, um, you know, community support, relationships, fitness, uh, nutrition, you know, what's acceptable when and all that stuff. And so we really started down that path to help kind of create a system for that. And while we were in the middle of creating that system, I had told Liz, I want you to see what we can find and start looking in the medical space or see what's out there right now from a, you know, pregnancy, fitness, postpartum fitness, like where are we at with this? And, uh, and let's start putting some stuff together. And so that was how she came on you guys. And as soon as we found it, it was like, reach out to them immediately. I want them to like, I want them to come here. I want to be like birth fit Columbus. I want to like, I want to be all in on this. Cause I just That's loved so everything awesome. about it. So, um, so I mean, I'm super, we're super excited and it just sounds really cool that you guys are, um, you, you guys have been doing this for five years. So it's funny how that stuff kind of works out. It's like you, you see, you see the need or the need came to us just like organically. And then when we started searching for it, I'm really happy that we were able to find you guys. Um, so sorry, go ahead. Ed. No, you're good. I just, I just thinking about like couples coming together at the right moment. And like, that's what it feels like. Like our timing was now and not sooner. Yeah. So I mean, cause really like, like I said, BirthFit has evolved so much in the last five years. I mean, even like the last like two to three years, it's just unbelievable the amount of growth that's happened, not just like in like a size or anything, but like in the content quality and like what we're able to provide and like how we're able to speak more confidently, because this is totally, I guess, a realm where people like are afraid to say anything um, or to advise anything, especially that's not like at the lowest common denominator to like cover your ass. Um, which is kind of like where the medical community at large is, is like, well, there was a woman who came in because she picked something up off the ground and it weighed more than 20 pounds. And so now we just tell women don't pick anything up. That's more than 20 pounds. And it's just completely number one, not helpful and not realistic. And it's not the weight. It's probably like how the person moved the weight that really is the problem. And so like, let's get, let's like get, this is where the coach comes in, right? How do we move? Well, how do we move move the weight? Right. And with virtuosity and through pregnancy, because really the pregnant, and postpartum, I mean, really all people, but, um, it's more important for that 
client, that woman to be the best mover that you have in the gym, because she has no room for an injury in this training for birth, like season for sure. So, well, and I mean, it's like, it's really think about on a different end, how, how crazy that is right before she's going to be thrust into this time period of two to three to four years of carrying around something that's 20 pounds. (laughs) Yeah. You're telling her don't lift anything that's 20 pounds. Like is, how is that preparing you for the actual real life situation you're about to face? Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I think you're right in, and from the coach's end, what I see and what I hope to gain out of this is to have a subject matter expert in the facility where they can help guide other coaches from feeling not just like we are able to help with scaling options for a group class, but moreover help all the coaches really be able to, like you said, provide, like provide real value, um, you know, and, and teach them and tell them, you know, have full confidence to say, you know, Hey, no, you're only, you're four months right now. We are still okay to be doing, you know, squats and be doing planks and be doing some of these things. Um, and you know, in reality, like this is going to help you, you know, keep a strong pelvic floor and maintain some of those ab muscles and stuff before you start to, uh, you know, get too far along or some of those things start to maybe, um, you know, we have, we do have to scale some of that stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that, um, that that's, it's just going to take our, our coaching to another level. And then I think just like you said, the, um, getting coaches to feel like a part of the team. I'm trying so much to get there. And I don't know if fitness coaches will ever be able to share uh, the the automatic guaranteed respect that a doctor or a doctor's office has in a clinical setting. people in our facility do trust us or do trust the coaching staff as much or, um, you know, get to a point where they do as much as, or even more so than doctors in certain specific areas. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things that we try to do, especially at the coach seminar is like not necessarily make all fitness coaches like doctors themselves, um, or to be able to have every answer like that, but to know, like, their lane and when is appropriate to refer and then like who to refer to if needed. Um, and so like getting like, I mean, how many fitness coaches like have a, you know, pelvic health, physical therapist, like name in their back pocket that they could then refer to, or, um, a chiropractor who is, um, up to speed on dynamic neuromuscular stabilization and things like that. So, um, we are very lucky in that respect. You are so lucky. I know. (laughs) I know rich Ulm, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. He's so fantastic. I'm pretty sure like 90% of the whole birth at tribe has been educated by him at some point. (laughs) That's Um, really funny. Yeah. It's a small world in that respect. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you my Dr. Ulm story here in a second. Go ahead though. I can't wait to hear it. So yeah. (laughs) Um, but anyway, uh, like for the coach, like it's, there's so much like mindset work as well. Like not just like the movement piece, but birth is a major athletic event. And a lot of people, a lot of our culture thinks that it's kind of something that happens to women. And some women even feel like they need to be saved from this childbirth thing. Um, but really it's like, it's, you, you want access and need access to all of your metabolic pathways. Like if you look at labor, like it could be, you know, it's completely unknown. It could be hours to days. I mean, sometimes people will go like four or five days in labor and it's like having the stamina and the endurance to like, not just mentally, but physically to be able to support that. And then even like within a contraction itself, that's, you know, about 60 to 90 seconds with peak intensity being about 10 to 15 seconds. And so you think about like the ability to go really hard and focus on your your breath for like 
you know, a very short, but uncomfortable time period, like having, having a heavy day where you're like grinding through some heavier squats or heavier deadlifts, you're not failing at them, but you're working hard. Like having those competencies are so important. Um, as well as like the balance and the mobility and, you know, according, like all of the, the 10 physical skills that Dynamax has put out and um, CrossFit also teaches, like having access to that is so crucial. So even within a gym setting, like it's not, it's even more than scaling, like what's appropriate for this woman now, but what's appropriate for her now that also gets her to a, her best birth outcome. Um, That's really so, cool. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. So we try to stack the deck basically in her favor because we can't always control what's going to happen. Babies come how they are supposed to be born. And that sometimes via cesarean that sometimes, um, you know, like my fourth baby was born in 50 minutes, um, on our bedroom floor with like no one around. So they they always have, I mean, they have their, their way and, and birth is like the ultimate unknown, you know, as, as far as, I mean, we, we even try, and that's probably part of the danger is that, um, Western medicine tries so hard to know all things prior to babies coming. And even then we're surprised. So, um, yeah. So it's, it's super interesting. Like the, like that mindset shift that we're, you know, we're in season for birth. And so what does that training program look like? Because everyone else that is training for a thing has a training program. Like I'm doing a half Ironman or I'm doing, um, you know, CrossFit open or I'm doing, some sort of preparation, intentional preparation behind it from a fitness standpoint. And that's what we also are trying to do with birth. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's a really, really cool way to look at it. And I don't think I've ever explained why it's important for, you know, pregnant women to stay fit in that way. But I think that in terms of, you know, the, I, I think that that's probably the strongest, most well said argument I think I've ever, ever heard for it. So that's fantastic. I really like that. Yeah. Um, so tell me, um, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, the evolution of the, the seminars and the evolution of sort of like, you know, having, um, different kind of like hubs or home bases in different cities and kind of what that looks like for you guys. Yes. So, um, birth fit part, part of, um, I'll say part of our dilemma or one of the things that is challenging for us is that this information and the movements involved in it, especially with regards to like the developmental positions and using them from like a rehabilitative standpoint in the gym setting, um, like those need to be felt. And so we make all of our, um, birth fit people, regional directors, um, go through, a DNS course, um, so that they can get time in their own body feeling this because we, we talk to it, that this is, this is the way that humans are born to move. And so we return to these innate origins to prepare for birth because this is the best prehab that we can do for the core and pelvic floor and then postpartum to then engage in it from like a very deliberate perspective. Um, before we start, you know, adding load to this core system before we get it like neurologically firing in synergy and in a way that supports, you know, whatever movement flavor this person wants to continue doing, whether it's CrossFit or running or triathlons or Pilates. Um, so 
the in-person experience is paramount for us. And that's kind of the point of having all of these little home bases, these regional directors um, kind of scattered throughout the United States, um, is that they offer these in-person services, classes, um, prenatal series education, postpartum series rehabilitation, um, to get time like, like with the breath because with this information age, there's just so much out there that sometimes we are a little bit more lazy about like, well, I know where to find it. And we put aside the doing the work around it. And so when you're paying someone to show up to a class in person, um, someone's holding a space for you to do that work. And so like, that's where we see change happening. It's like people ask us all the time when our seminars are going to be online and they're not, they're never we don't plan them to ever go online because we value that in-person experience so much. Um, and yeah, so basically to hold that space for people to do the work around it. Um, I don't know if I answered your question fully. No. Yeah. Uh, no, that was perfect for the, uh, the, the seminars. And then the, the regional director, like, tell me a little bit about like what, um, you know, what you guys do on kind of like a city to city, uh, basis. Yeah. So regional directors are considered like our hubs of information. So um, let's say I live in Colorado Springs. I'm the regional director of Birth at Colorado because that was back in the day when we had like five people and we were in different states. And so it was appropriate to be like, oh, you're in this state. And then, yeah, so now we have them like kind of distilled down to cities so that it's more easy for the consumer to find like who really is closest to you. Cause if you live in, you know, Vail, I'm not the closest person to you. Um, and so, so anyway, there, these are people who are in touch with like all of the birth communities. Ideally they understand like you know, the different cesarean rates or options for birth centers or home births or midwives or doulas or um, gyms and other people who are going to support like kind of a birth fit style motherhood transition where it is more holistic and intentional and deliberate on being informed and making choices out of love and not, you know, being basically scared into, you know, opting for a hospital birth when you feel like maybe a birth center birth is what is best for you and your family. Um, so we want to basically provide education and resources and then also the birth fit curriculum, which is like I had said before, like our prenatal series or postpartum series. Um, and then also to do workshops for people or community events that we call power hours or, you know, any sort of other like public speaking or, um, just other, just a person who's very well connected and networked within their community. So yeah. that's the whole idea. You're basically a community leader as a regional director. So it's it's kind of a big responsibility, which is why we also have birth fit coaches and professionals who are in the like in the practice of applying birth fit tools within their current settings. They don't have to deliver. X amount of prenatal series a year. They don't have to like have all of this information and all of this network built up. Um, they can show up to, you know, 5.30 a.m. class and be able to confidently support, you know, the pregnant mom who's in that class yep. or the postpartum mom who's in that class. Um, so it's kind of a, it's a way to be involved without having like the full responsibility of a regional director. So we kind of have different levels of involvement. Um, but yeah, that's... 
that's about it. And you had said the regional directors all go through uh, the DNS course. So tell me how you guys got, and I don't know if you know or not, but how, do, how did you guys get involved with um, with DNS? And just tell me a little bit about why you guys have made it uh, such a big part of your curriculum. I am I, I love DNS. <laughs> you can, you yeah. don't have to sell me on it. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and it sounds like your whole community like benefits from the the research behind DNS, which is super. Um, so anyway, Dr. Erica Boland, she's a chiropractor from Wisconsin. She prior to, or like kind of in conjunction with BirthFit had gone to Prague for her D course. So that's the, the clinical series. Um, the one that you have to be invited to and the one that you can then teach from. Um, so she went to Prague. She was actually originally, um, going as, or she wanted to be like a pediatric, um, like chiropractor. Um, she wasn't like fully like planning to work with women, um, or like mothers in particular. So she, she definitely works with like women and babies and men and, you know, everyone too, but her focus was really kids at the time. Um, so that's what kind of got her into DNS. And she basically in her clinic, probably five or six years ago, um, before DNS started expanding, especially more into the fitness realm, like with Dr. Ulm doing his weightlifting course. And like, I think he's getting ready to go present on like shoulder stability and injuries and stuff. Yeah, we um, already took that course. We, we were the guinea yeah, pigs for that course, which that's was awesome. so awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was really fortunate to take his weightlifting course when he came to Denver last year, I think. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So he taught my A course. He taught my, um, taught my weightlifting courses. It's yeah. I really enjoy Dr. Ohm and he's a track athlete, which I was a pole yep. vaulter back in the previous oh, nice. Yeah. And so yeah. we have a lot of similar friends in the field world of, of track and field. Yeah. Uh, have you met Jackie before? Have you met his wife? Um, one, I think she came out to Breck, so okay. yeah. I, do, I didn't get to like hang out with her, but she seems super cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I you know, she's the, uh, she's the, the track stud. So yeah, for sure. It's, yeah. um, really cool. All right. Anyway, sorry, go on. So, uh, oh, you're good. uh, yeah. So DNS, uh, weightlifting courses and then, uh, and then, uh, the yeah, so shoulder we talking, course. Yep. Yeah. So we were talking about, um, basically how BirthFit kind of got tied into DNS a little bit yep. uh-huh. um, or why we require it. So um, anyway, back back in the day, our postpartum series didn't have what we call the functional progressions, which is basically DNS developmental positions kind of applied for like for a like corrective exercise intention. Um, Like it's something that can actually be like performed outside of someone's clinic. And so Erica started doing this with um, a woman that she came to her office who was having like some pelvic floor issues going on. Um, And so she basically gave her like, I'll say like a, a movement prescription of doing like spending time in reps and breath in some of these DNS developmental positions. Um, And this woman had like amazing results from it. And Erica was like, wow, this is something that like we should be doing like as birth fit on the postpartum end of things. And why not? Because it makes so much sense when you have a core that kind of has been, I won't say obliterated, but, um, compromised, I guess, from, from carrying yeah. around a baby, like yep. and pushing a baby through the entire pelvic floor. Like that's, there's a lot of rehabilitation that needs to happen there. Um, when instead it's like, we're basically doing ACL surgeries and saying, okay, we'll see you in six weeks and just kind of see how it goes. Yeah. Um, like that doesn't happen. So same thing with birth. Like we need to have a plan on like, how do we re- rehabilitate the core and pelvic floor? Um, and so, yeah, so we started adding 
uh, so Erica kind of coined uh, the functional progressions based off of DNS. And um, we started adding them into our like postpartum series. And I'll tell you from my own personal experience of having four pregnancies and births that um, my first two didn't have like that sort of intentional rehabilitation and my last two did. And uh, so I, I'm just, I'm very newly postpartum. My baby was born four weeks ago. Um, but at probably like a year postpartum after my third, um, having spent the time to rehabilitate properly, especially using DNS, um, I noticed I was the best athlete I've ever been in my life. Like all of my lifts were higher. Like my, just everything was better. Like I had better access to my breath because I was actually like using my diaphragm the way it was supposed to be used instead of, you know, um, like breathing with my traps and, um, yeah, it was, it was just really amazing because that's so not what we think, especially from an athletic perspective is like, once you have a baby, it's almost a kiss of death to your athletic career and it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, it's an opportunity to rewrite some of these bad habits that we've created over the years and actually become a better athlete, like for having had a baby. And again, it's a little bit counterculture, but it's, I've personally experienced that in my core and pelvic floor at four weeks postpartum right now feels the best it's ever felt, um, at this point in my recovery. And I'll attribute that to the intentional training leading up to the birth. And then, you know, the, how I've taken this postpartum as well. So it's, I mean, we, I mean, DNS is, it just makes so much sense, like from a, like evolutionary development standpoint, and also from a biomechanical standpoint, like everything about it is like, there's, why do we keep trying to train the system in isolation when we know like functional movement happens core extremity and it happens in synergy? Like your core is not just your rectus abdominis. It's, it's everything from yep. your skull into your pelvis. Yeah. It connects it's the bones to everywhere. It's yep. everything. Yeah. So we just, yeah. We've it's really the cool results. to see that. Yeah. I was going to say, it's really cool. Once you, I think once you've seen, the effect that it has. And, you know, for me, obviously I'm not going through pregnancies, but I had really serious back issues coming out of the army. And that was how sort of my, my Dr. Alm story started. So I started CrossFit when I got, while I was in the army and when I was getting out of the army, I had, um, really bad post-traumatic arthritis in my knees and really bad back issues. And when I really started to get into trying to push, trying to train more, trying to compete a little bit in CrossFit, I was finding myself really broken down. And so, So uh, I actually started looking for an ART therapist close to our house and Dr. Alm, who was maybe in his first month or two of opening uh, his location, uh, was the only one around me. And so I went and checked him out and him and I at the time, I don't even know. I mean, he might have only had a half dozen clients at this time. So luckily at the time I got... 90 minutes full of Dr. Alm time. <laughs> it was that like is this, awesome. Like, yeah. It was this like luxury that now it's like hard it to get exist. coffee with him three months from now, you know? Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, so, you know, so I really used a lot of the DNS stuff to rebuild my core and, and just like you said, learn how to use those muscles that are so important to building a stable position. And I mean, I haven't had, you know, knocking on wood, I haven't had back issues in a little over two years now. And and, you know, my knees are completely fixed. They give me no issues. And it's like you you sort of had this one 
issue problem, you know, brain, brain fart, like a huge brain fart, you know, your brain's not teaching your body how to breathe and do the things the right way. And, uh, and everything sort of was breaking down because of that. And once I fix this kind of one thing, then, uh, it's amazing how that, that one fix can, just like you said, it can cause you to be a better athlete with less training and just a more mindful approach. So I think it's amazing that you guys have, have put it in and it's one of the big biggest things that we try to tell mothers is, is, and I think the two things I think that you've said that are so profound, both come down to mindset. Mm -hmm. When you become pregnant, do you look at it as this thing happening to you or do you look at it as an opportunity? You know, is it something that is in your head automatically going to set you back or is it something that we are going to train for and lean into and come out of stronger? So I love your mental approach to that. And then I think the same thing is true afterwards is, Hey, we just went through this really traumatic nine month training regimen that culminated with this unbelievably exhaustive event. And now we have to do a little bit of rehab and we're going to start back. It's a great opportunity for us to relook at our fundamentals and make sure that our body and our mind are working together in the right way so that we're stable and strong and we set ourselves up for success moving forward. And I think both of those are mindsets and it's a it's a mindful approach to uh, to looking forward to things, to being positive about it. And one of the things I would say for women that seem to struggle a little bit more with that is their mindset maybe is is more in that that alternative event where um, where it's not as, um, you know, it's not as focused on some of that stuff. And I think a lot of times, especially with first pregnancies, that's where I think, you know, coaches and practitioners can come in and really help assist you both with your mindset, but also with feeling comfortable that you have a plan. And so I think it's awesome that you guys have developed a curriculum and are developing coaches and getting the word out there to, to help develop this plan for all, for all women. If we were to send this podcast out to a larger audience, to a bigger group of people, what would be the one thing that you really think that people could take away from, you know, the birth fit seminars specifically? Oh, gosh, from the seminar. So we actually do. We'll we'll start and like end our seminars with a, a circle, like where everyone's hugging and, you know saying how they feel and then also like a takeaway um man we get some really good takeaways i would say probably the most common one um like you've already touched on it is the mindset component is that like that literally can change the paradigm with which a woman is operating not just like with not just in the gym but also like with her partner or with her health provider um with herself and her baby like just the the connection that she can now build upon um is there but oh man there's so many gems in the seminar and one of the big things that we say and i I, okay i guess this is the biggest one um especially with dns like if when you've taken a course you like it just makes so much sense like in your body and in your innate knowing that like of course you watch how a baby develops and matures um these movement patterns and it would make sense that like these are foundational to like everything else that follows so to continue to reconnect with that's really important but um with all of the other things that we teach in BirthFit in the seminars is that you already had this innate wisdom within you and it was already there. And all we've done is help to reconnect you to that and hopefully help 
foster more trust in that, um, which is really, really important for a woman who's getting ready for birth, because that's that's a big thing that a lot of women are more afraid of, is that can my body do this thing that it was technically designed to do? Um, and can I trust my body enough? Can I surrender to allow it to do what it knows how to do? Um, and so I think even just not just for women, but for men as well, is that a lot of this information, like you already knew and you can't unknow it anymore. <laughs> and so like you walk forward with it, um, just kind of transformed a little bit. Um, a lot of people find the seminar, like we call it the birth at hangover. Um, typically like a day or two post seminar, you feel like you need to like recover from it a bit. Cause <laughs> it was pretty intense, um, yeah. like neurologically from spending time in these developmental positions, but then also from like challenging, like looking into your own blind spots and yep. seeing things that were always there that you just weren't present to. Yep. Um, so, uh, gosh, it, it's really hard to articulate, which is also part of the reason why we love that in-person experience and having a little bit longer of a timeline to, to kind of paint the picture and walk the dog from start to finish. There's a lot of people people who are coming in and they really haven't like used their body as a human supposed to use their body yes. in like decades, you know, yeah. in years. And so you are about to have the most innately human experience that you have had in years <laughs> yes. and it's going to feel good. Like it's going to feel bad, right? But it's also, it's going to feel good. Like it's going to be this, uh, they have six months, eight months, 10 months down the road. And you start to see people and it's like, yeah, they actually start to maybe pull a real deadlift for the first time. And it, and you can just tell like they, you know, you'll see a woman drop the bar and they kind of look around they're like, yeah, like I feel, I feel strong. Like that felt good. I like that, you know? And yeah. it's like, you've got, you know, we're, we're kind of these natural animals and we've got that ability inside of us. And we just, you know, now with, you know, technology and cars and everything, we just sort of neglect a lot of it, uh, for, you know, years on end. So I can definitely see revisiting some of those more, natural things and natural positions and natural learning process. Um, you know, I've been studying a lot of that stuff recently is just, you know, different ways that humans sort of naturally learn not only movement, but just, uh, from their parents and from their experiences and from outside, uh, you know, sources and how they take in information. And I think it's just, uh, I can see it being, I'm, I'm always super smoked when I get out of seminars. It's just like, there's so much information to digest and, you know, we're, we're, and you're very rarely, are you like, like for eight hours in a row, two straight days, just like on all the way. Right. Right. So it's always a little exhausting. Um, well, that's really cool. Are you coming out? Will you be here for our seminar or? Oh my gosh. So maybe, yeah, um, with the heart surgery coming up, that's, yeah. that's thrown a wrench in the plans. Originally it was on my schedule to go. Um, and I, I'm not sure timing wise, we should actually be getting surgery scheduled here in the next couple of days. So we'll know a date and then we could know, uh, more of like the recovery timeline. Um, so I would, I actually grew up in Cincinnati, so I would, oh, really? nice. <laughs> I would love to come to Ohio and, um, like, you know, also like the return of the stomping grounds, but at the same time, like your gym and community and what you guys are doing there, it sounds freaking amazing. And it's something that my husband and I have talked about creating maybe when we grow up, um, Cause we're actually, we're both in the air force. So you oh, mentioned nice. army. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're both still active duty right now. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So 
So once, yeah, it's once the crazy to think I get done in uh, I get done in or I got I'm almost ten years out now, which is crazy to think about. Wow. Um, time goes by so fast, and I still wow, think of myself sure. as like a you know twenty five year old just out of <laughs> just out of the yeah. army. But that's that's really cool. Yeah, it's the best job in the world. But you get all the you know you get out of the military, and I think sometimes um, it's hard from a community perspective. It's hard to feel like you get uh, you can get surrounded by as much camaraderie and as much um, you know, social interaction and stuff as you get just kind of automatically in the military. Um, so I love that aspect of it, but you know, more than anything, it was, it was hard for me to find things where, uh, I had sort of a leadership skill set and a tactful skill set, but also more than anything, like a calm under pressure. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times there's a lot of things that, uh, that can come up in situations. And I think a really good gym owner is, is somebody who can be, you know, really calm under a lot of pressure. And so, um, so I think that that's been something that's really benefited me. And I think there's a lot of other, you know, and small business owners in Columbus that that I communicate with. And you can just see the same thing. It's like business is going great. Business is struggling right now. Um, you know, we're figuring it out though. We'll be okay. You know, you just kind of have this yeah. general optimism and you kind of know in the back of your mind that, um, you know, at the end of the day, we, uh, you know, I, I spent all my time in the army in, in Arlington Cemetery. So you're surrounded by a lot of people's, you know, worst possible situations. Oh, yeah. um, and so, you know, your big takeaway from that is, is always just like, look, we're all just so lucky to be able to, um, you know, be healthy enough to have babies, be healthy enough to come and work out with our friends, be healthy and, and with it and, you know, financially stable enough to be able to afford to come to this gym and do this stuff. And, um, so, you know, it's always just a big, uh, I'm, I'm a pretty optimistic person with all that stuff. So I think a lot of military people have that same perspective. So, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, well, thank you so much, Melissa. I really appreciate it. Um, you are fantastically uh, well-spoken, and I think uh, I think people really enjoy listening to this. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, do you have anything else for me? No, I'm I'm really excited for for our communities to finally collide and be able to support one another. Mm-hmm.